0: my name is Rohini Ramnathan. I'm a breakfast show host and I present Chakas Mornings on 91.9 FM, Radio Nesha in
1: Mumbai. Anbana Hi, my name is Sanobar Sultana and I host Lose Control on Fever 91.9 FM, Chennai. And I also like to take this opportunity to inform everybody that nobody in Chennai does Lundi dance. Thank you. All right, Rohini, do you remember the first time you went on air
0: oh my god of course i remember the first time i went on air it was the 15th of january 2007 and uh, it was my first time being a radio presenter and it was it was a station that was launching that was fever 104 the station that you're on right now and uh, i was completely out of my
1: wits i guess i was so excited what about you the first time i went on air also as a morning show host as soon as it went on air, uh, the power went off. So, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, generally, you know how we are, no? South Indians, we look at auspicious timing, and uh, and I thought, okay, usually. Nalanal. Roma nalanal. But oh uh, really, the power to be able to sit there and talk to the entire city, you know. It's unparalleled. And unparalleled, absolutely, yes. I agree.
0: When was the moment that you knew that you wanted to be a radio presenter?
1: What is the medium that gives a woman all the power and gives all the respect and gives you the opportunity to address issues the way you want and how you want it? That was the moment. Actually, I studied environmental science and I wanted to be an environmental activist, to be very honest. And, you know, I saw that, you know, activism and you go and tell somebody hey, don't waste water, don't use plastic. Nobody listens to you. But when you go on radio and you make a promo about it and when you talk about it and you remind people in the most amazing way, that's when I knew I belong in front of the mic. Women deserve this power.
0: That's so wonderful that you made it about women because I truly believe that it is a medium that is uh, gender agnostic. I have seen more women be powerful because of this wonderful medium of radio. I think I never wanted to be a radio presenter. So that's where this started. However, two years into me doing the job and being on the air, I remember my city was under attack and that was Mumbai. And this was the terrorist attack. And that was the day when I was doing my job that went beyond entertainment. I was actually serving my city. I was giving them the updates that really mattered. I was connecting families to people who they were not able to connect to. Cell phone networks were down, but radio was on. That was the day I realized that I really want to be a radio presenter because I can be there when my city needs me the most. So it happened to me two years into the job.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, like I said, you know, I studied environmental science. I was all set to become an environmental activist. I actually went to give a voiceover and figured out there was an audition. Wow. Yeah. You know, they were like, you're really good. You should be. um, They asked me, you know, GK questions. I read the newspaper quite well. It just started over an email, you know, I wrote a mail. Can you imagine I was sitting there thinking I'm going to give a voiceover instead gave an audition. Amazing. And uh, the audition that I gave was a story of a boy in Chennai city. So the story goes like, why my city is so beautiful? They asked, you know, say anything about Chennai. The story that I gave was about how we were in a bus and you know how jam packed a bus is. And all of a sudden, the bus stops. It's not a bus stop. Okay, it stops. And the conductor whistles, the bus stops, and a schoolboy gets down. So that conductor knows that this schoolboy has to get down here. This mm-hmm. is an easier way for him to reach his school. And that's the moment I knew this is the most beautiful city in the world. And that's why I love you, Chennai.
0: That's such a great story. If you are auditioning right now, I'd hire you all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing.
1: So who was your biggest support when you first started out?
0: Oh, definitely my parents. My parents just wanted at that time for me to, you know, get a job. It could have been any job. But I was very determined that I did not want to be working in a medium that would corrupt my visual sensibilities. Because I was trained to be a filmmaker. And I wanted to make movies and carry jhola bags and make documentaries and change the world. And then I realized that my surnames neither Kapoor nor Khan. So <laughs> I wish I was an Epo baby. <laughs> and, and that didn't happen. Hashtag, wish I wasn't that for baby. As I said earlier, I never wanted to be a radio presenter. I wanted to just, I could make shows. So if I could make movies, I could make shows, radio shows, of course. So I applied to be a producer, actually. I never auditioned for a radio presenter's job. And they hired me as a producer. But they knew already that they would put this enthusiastic young (laughs) cutlet on the air and, you know, make me do that job. So at that point, when I just got my job... My parents were so ecstatic. They were like, oh, my God, finally, she'll start paying us something for rent. So that was pretty great. (laughs) That was pretty great. And uh, yeah, they heard my first link. My mom still listens to my show every morning. You know, it's been 16 years and she has been my forever audience of one, my mother. She's my forever fan.
1: You know, when I started out, so my title also in my visiting card, present a producer, because I also started as a weekend show host and yes. then as a producer, right? That's how my story also started. So interestingly, when somebody, uh, you know, at that time, my mother also wanted to package me off and get me married. So, you know, somebody came home to see me and they heard that it was a producer, they thought I actually produce movies. Wow. Comment?
0: So, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, they think we are very rich, you know.
1: But... Yeah, my mom was my biggest critique and supporter. She would, you know, listen to the shows and say, you don't have the charm. You know, this other guy who comes in the night, he has this full-throated laugh. Why can't you laugh like that? So, wow. Yeah. I
0: hate it when they do that. <laughs> they are so good. What about you?
1: No, but I realize that, like, now I don't live with
0: my mother anymore, but uh, the process is amazing. Like, I have tea with her at least once a week. At least I try and do that. When I meet my mother for an hour... It's like my pop culture fix for like the next two weeks. (laughs) She knows everything, dude. Like, she knows, like, book my show. She knows, like, what is happening at the NCPA. She knows, like, which movie is doing a rerun. And generally, like, she's so well aware as a person. And I think that that is one of the things that through this podcast, I do want to tell people that radio presenters are, as you said, they had some GK questions asked to you. You have to know beyond what you need to know. It'll be great if you can talk about metaphysics, you know, in one link, even a little bit versus like, you know, the Chandrayaan taking off. So I just feel our scope is so much wider than what we normally present, which is like I'm a retro Bollywood station radio presenter. But tomorrow, if the Chandrayaan is taking off, my audience expects to know because we are in the business of making them smarter. And that to me is like something that my mom always leaves
1: with me. Okay, also one thing we'd like to clarify here. A lot of people say, you talk so much. That's why you're a radio jockey. If you talk a lot, there is an issue with you, of you know.
0: Of course, <laughs> of course. We have links, guys. And our <laughs> program directors, I'm I'm one now. But uh, over like two-minute links are just death. Uh, you don't want someone droning and going on and on. In fact, what is the least amount of time that you can say? So the most effective communication. That's important. Alright, so you answered this question already. Who was your biggest critic? Or someone who made it difficult for you when you started out? Okay, (gasps) screw the (laughs) critic. Tell me their story and give me names.
1: Who made it difficult? The audience. I'm from Chennai. You know, they expect you to know everything. Everything. Like, you know, even if you make the smallest mistake, the smallest, especially when it comes to cricket, they are brutal. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) You know, you said that it sparked a memory of me being in Singapore and I used to do radio in Singapore as well. And when I joined them as a radio presenter, I obviously didn't know the names of roads and you had to do traffic updates every day. So I didn't know whether it was two hours or two hours. And I remember that every time I would say a traffic update, I'd be like shivering because they would turn around and be like, that's not the way you pronounce our city's name. (laughs) And then I said, just give me some time, I guess. And then you win them over, right? But yes, the audience is your biggest critic.
1: They will tear you apart. (laughs) apart. They will tear you. And they're brutal about it. And, you know knowledgeable audience i always used to say that when i used to go on it is an absolute privilege to be entertaining you know my city my chennai right because they're up to date they know the news they are discussing news like you better be on point when it comes to you know saying things on radio so absolutely all right so our next question yes do you have any rituals that you do when you get into the studio to prepare yourself before you go live
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, the first thing is we have something called the CLB, which is the content link breakup. It's a Excel sheet, which tells you what you're gonna do literally in every link of your show. The producer and the radio jockey together work on it. It's sacrosanct. For a breakfast show, you'd prep at least a day prior, and you know what you're gonna do before you go in. There's no script. I know everybody asks this question, is it scripted? Is it live? No, you know what you're going to talk about, but your delivery is completely spontaneous. It's at that moment what you want to say.
1: Yeah. See, especially when you're doing the morning show, you're dressed in your worst. Okay, so there are times you turn up in your jammies. I have. There's no ritual. There's just preparation and lots of prep. And over a point of time, you know, right? But you don't think on air. Thinking on air is very dangerous. (laughs) You don't think when you're live.
0: It's like... Uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah, you don't do that. Then someone's doing Carnatic music on air, you know they have not prepared for the show. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But since we're in the, you know, business of going live and going on air, one more thing we'd like to break here is that we never take callers live. It is dangerous to do. I'll tell you an example. A lot of strange requests come to us as RJs, right? So I got a request once where the guy was like, my wife has fought with me. Can you please convince her? You know, if an RJ calls, maybe my marriage will work. You know, that was the request. So I just wanted to be the nice mm. RJ and I made that call. I was about to take her live on air and make it romantic. But something inside me said, "Sano, do not do it. Do not do Pre-record it. her. Pre-record her. So I took her on air and she told me stories about her husband. I said, I have this record. If anything happens to you, you can come back to me and you can use, oh this, use this as yeah, proof. Of course. Right? So, Yeah. Oof. And one other thing which happened to me live, by the way, is I was doing a, this evening show, right? You know how it is, ro- lighthearted. Yes. So I was like, the results had come, 12 results. So I said, uh, I'm going to keep the show lighthearted. Students, if you're listening to me, who's the one person who's pestering you about marks? Give me their number. I'll call them and roast them on it. Nice. Okay, so I called. Nice. It was like... I'll do it. Very good. <laughs> so I called a mother. So this guy said, somehow this lady works in my company. You give her a call, and she's a terrible mother. Mm. So I was armed with everything to roast her and then she roasted me. So she was like, you know, my daughter actually failed in the exam and you're calling me and you're saying this, you know, how horrible my daughter is. I was so embarrassed because it felt like my mother was shouting at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get yelled at, we get yelled at. Yeah, so we never do these things live. But I enjoyed the roasting anyways. I learned a lesson that did You got roasted.
0: (laughs) What's the one thing that people don't know about radio presenters? (laughs) So much. Um. (laughs) First of all, they can't see us. So they don't know our face. Yeah. But that used to be in the times of Amin Sayani. Now, because of social media, they know a lot. In fact, they know too much. However, the one thing that you don't know about radio presenters is that they prep. This is not a hobby. It's a real job. We are expected to put in eight hours of work every day. We're not lucky because we meet celebrities because we really need to actually work for all of our questions and answers with them. Sometimes we don't have any of the public holidays. Like for 16 years, I haven't had a Diwali and that's the truth. So they don't know the sort of hard work that goes into being a radio presenter. And we work crazy hours. Yeah, We come before 7 a.m. to the studio and then we leave sometimes at 7 p.m. So I just feel like, please give us this cred that we also work hard. Like they think we're just jolly. and Chocking. Like, yeah, just, how much fun you have to say three So that's not true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, we're sorry, because there's a disappointment, Ro. Because when they hear your voice, they expect you to look gorgeous.
0: Hey, of course. I have no problem in that department. <laughs>
1: because it happened to me once. So I finished my show and the Correct. guy outside like ah, can you please introduce me to R.J. Sano okay yeah. so I was in my worst dress my hair was bad and I didn't want to break it to him that I am R.J. Sano and this is how I look oh no <laughs>
0: so did you go into hair makeup come back saying it's me <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's one expectation they have. They expect you to match the voice, you know. Voices like this, a person also has to look like that. And also, uh, because they're salaried employees, one thing they don't know about RJs is that uh, we also have to apply for, you know, loans Leave. and all of,
0: yeah. Loans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, this is getting real, this podcast. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. That was a glamour podcast.
1: <laughs> all the stars make us wait.
0: <gasps>
1: that's a good one. All the stars make you wait and how? One day, we'll make them wait. After this podcast. (laughs) Then they'll be like, I want to interview this person. Then, uh, because you're a radio jockey, has there been any advantage, you know? Yes, I got 20 rupees discount because I was an RJ. So I went to. (laughs) shop okay and uh this eid night so i was shopping and uh and i was fighting with that guy you know i don't have change i need whatever whatever then on google pay my name showed up as rj you your rj 20 rupees discount so, baat hai. so that's Kaya been baat one of the greatest moments as a radio jockey
0: fantastic <laughs> i love it 20 rupees discount madam
1: <laughs> what's one non-negotiable for you when it comes to your work oh
0: prep it might sound repetitive and, you know, at the risk of sounding like I have no other life. <laughs> it's a non-negotiable. You can't just go on the air and pull a show out of your backside. It doesn't work like that. So for people who think that, you know, you want to be an RG because it's an easy job, I would say no.
1: You're as good as your last show. Yeah, It's really that simple, you know. And uh, by the way, one thing you don't know about RGs is that our links get pulled out And our programming directors listen to it and tell us how bad or good we are. Oh, my God. Air checks.
0: Oh, my God. I I lived and died in air checks.
1: Your appraisal happens once a year. No appraisal happens every day. Yeah. What is
0: the proudest moment in your career?
1: The proudest moment was when I was there for my city. This was the year 2015. Floods happened to Chennai City. And uh, I was luckily in an area, but there was no water. So I was on air radio. I was talking to the whole city. I was connecting them with authorities. And I saw the whole city come together. I saw all communities come together. And that was the proudest moment. And after that, you know, I was invited on stage. I got felicitated by the whole city, thanking me for that. that. So that was my real proud moment. And one other proud moment was when a girl went missing so it just happened somebody messaged me some of this girl is missing so i went on air and with my co-host mr sanjay pinto we took this Mm -hmm. up and it snowballed and they found the girl in two weeks the thing about the girl is she couldn't speak and she couldn't hear oh my god so she even if somebody found her she wouldn't be able to say who she is yeah yeah so yes indeed proudest moment
0: oh my god you are a superhero i hope you know that this is amazing I have uh, two distinctly different ones. Uh, one is every time someone says, Oh my God, you're R.J. Rohini. I think that to me is every time. I mean, it never gets old. When someone messages me saying, Oh my God, I listen to you on the radio right now. I think I live that on a daily basis. I love it. I love it. But I remember when I moved countries and I moved to Singapore and it was a new city and it was a completely new environment. But the basics of radio joking are the same. So if you've got a good base and you've got solid principles that you can walk on, I won an award. That was the best radio presenter in Singapore. And that beat, you know, my friends from the Chinese station, from the English radio stations, which is obviously like the most listened to, the Malay stations and the Tamil stations. And that to me was so big for my little station, which was a small three hour Bollywood band it was just the NRI radio station but to me it just made me feel really proud because it gave my radio station an identity that it deserved so I was really proud oh my god I was standing there and like nobody was there you know because you're in another country and my mom wasn't there and my dad wasn't you know around that year so yeah that was the best moment I now guess.
1: you know why everybody's scared of Indians they come they yeah, arrive take and your they job. succeed <laughs>
0: <laughs> take your job <laughs> Yeah, I'm that girl.
1: <laughs> All right. That's a tough one. I'm sorry, Rohini. I'm going to ask you. I'm sounding like a therapist now. Can you remember a time when you felt you just couldn't do your job? <laughs> mm.
0: Never. There's never been a time that I could not do my job. I mean, I wake up. I'm one of those people who wakes up saying, I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to people. I need to give them my opinion. I watch film. I want to tell my audience about it. I experience a great restaurant. I want to come back and, you know, wax eloquent about it. I meet people. They change my life. They touch my life. I want to talk about it. You know, it might seem very unidimensional that radio jockeys are also humans and we have really crazy or regular lives, right, where you have the same ups and downs as other people. So you also face, you know, loss and you also face grief. And I remember a time when I was going through that. You know, and this was when I unfortunately lost my partner. I had been married since 2013. And unfortunately, I lost my partner in 2017. So it was just like five years. And I remember very distinctly a lot of people asking around me, what will she do now? And I was like, what will I do? I'll do what I do now. And I remember literally two weeks in, the only thing I wanted to do was get back on the air. And I went back on the air. I was just like, you know what, I know how to do this. I may not know how to navigate my grief. I may not know how to navigate my life. But the one thing I do know is how to post and present a radio show. Any ritual will bring back normalcy into your life. Like at every point when I thought I was lost, radio saved me.
1: I would agree with you. you know, I had. I'm really, really sorry about your loss. And that shows what a professional you are at the end of the day. When you switch on the mic... It doesn't matter if you're cramping or you're fighting with someone. You may switch off the mic and fight with that person. We're great actors, guys, when it comes to switching yes. on the mic. You know, for me, I had given birth. Three months I had given birth and I was back on air. Yes, so, I remember that, of yeah, course. Yeah, so, um, you know, my husband had to pretend to be the breast, And he was with a feeding bottle in the morning at 7. <laughs> so I had to be on air and I was feeling extremely guilty. And I felt like I was doing the greatest mistake of my life. But then I'll say some of my best shows happened there because and I also realized the amount of stress I could actually handle. Beautiful. That was a measure of my strength and radio saved me.
0: At the start of this, I said that this is one of those beautiful mediums where, you know, you're literally marked on what you say, right? And not what you look like, not what gender you are. And I have always seen women thrive in this medium because here you are doing what you're supposed to do, which is give your opinion.
1: It's true. Women do extremely well in this medium and uh, lots of love to all the women radio jockeys who are you know spearheading the morning shows and yes. the evening shows and also making the radio station extremely profitable when people say this Rini, i know you're gonna fight radio is dying what's your response to that? oh my god
0: people said uh, cinemas are dying people said television is dying I don't think any medium can die so easily.
1: They have the audacity to say that SRK's career is over. I mean, how dare you? How how dare you? Uh, now say. I don't need to say anything more.
0: This is a great <laughs> example of a double-jock link. you know,
1: <laughs> Where
0: one person will say something, the other person will say something else. And then you're done. This link is done. <laughs> I think that there is a human element in radio that is until now not been replaceable with any other medium so that's one the second is the element of surprise i mean of course you can have your playlists and your curated music and all of it but remeeting a song on the radio that you haven't met in like a decade and going back to the memory of what that song means to you is this beautiful feeling that only radio can give you so i think that until that you know lasts radio will last
1: just to give you an example i know that your entire playlist is only Arijit song Itne bar you'll keep thinking about your ex listen to radio know, we'll give you a fresher perspective have you ever said or done anything on air that you regret <laughs>
0: <laughs> there used to be a phase where it was every day <laughs> every day
1: <laughs> so many times oh, the beginning
0: is always like that right
1: no tell me about it so many things i told you know like Cricket one day, suddenly, I mean, it was uh, the score, right, of the entire team. I made it look like, you know, uh, the cricketer had scored 235 runs by himself. So, um, not just that, uh, there was once a government official and he forgot that it was a worm. He said, tick, 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 you know, in in the water, you will see tick, 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 right? That's Mm -hmm. what he said. So, even I forgot that it, what to call it at that point of time. So, I also said, yes, a lot of tick, tick, tick in water. So, I've had those embarrassing (laughs) moments, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I've had uh, too many. I don't think you regret it. You just acknowledge and move on. Like you might give a wrong score because, see, guys, it's still a live medium, right? There are stories that are developing, there are scores that are unfolding. There could be names that you could take wrong. So there is human error. And then when you make those human error, the greatest thing about radio, and Sano will vouch for this every time you make a mistake, your programming head will be listening. Yes. And that's the only link they listen to, and then they'll walk into your studio saying, "What a dumb link! What was that? You know, you didn't say this and you didn't say that." And you're like, "Ah, ah!" Like just being really silly and stupid. It's happened to me so much. So I may not regret it, but my programming had definitely regretted at that point having me on the air that day. It
1: was like, "Sano, what is tick tick tick, Sano?" Tick tick tick.
0: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love too many of us.
1: <laughs> oh my god! And the audience had a blast, and that's when they also realized that uh, we're you human. Know, yeah, we're humans. Yes. Have you not switched on the mic, and you forgot that you've chatted forgotten
0: f- to switch on the mic? And there's a producer who comes running in and looks at you saying, "Mic chalo nahi hai, mic and then you're like, "Oh, thirty seconds only music has been on. <laughs> my greatest link has not been heard. Great," and then you switch on your mic saying, "Fire, mano."
1: <laughs> yeah. What's the one thing that you wish you could change about the radio industry or the profession? Ooh, You've been waiting for this, no? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the
0: only way to change anything is to do it. So I think just by doing and being in the medium every day, I think there are changes that we are bringing into the medium. I always believe that you can tell that a medium is not healthy the minute you have the same people who are doing the same thing for many years. And by that, I mean that if there's no new blood, so if there's a film industry, right? Even today, if you say that you only three heroes of Shah Rukh, Salman, Amir, it means that your medium is not growing, right? And that's why you have Ranveer and that's why you have Ranbir and every generation has their new heroes. I truly believe that the only time radio can make a leap is if you constantly introduce new heroes. And that is on us, you know, for the ones like who've been here for many, many years, It's our job to train, nurture and nourish new talent because only with new talent can you find a new expression and then the medium will, you know, kind of change what it's already. It has to evolve with the times. So that's my only sort of piece of advice to anybody watching this. If you think that you want to be on radio, just come be part of this amazing medium because the advantages are so many. I just feel like, you know, Don't write it off as a medium that your parents listen to because it's not. It's so relevant even today.
1: Yeah, one thing I'd like to change about the radio industry is we should do what the West is doing. They talk about politics. They talk about sex. Yeah, we have to do everything indirectly. Just to give you an example, suppose a raid is happening at someone's house. You know what we do on air is like, can I raid your fridge and see what's inside, right? So we have to find ways to talk about it. You cannot talk about it directly. I think we should talk about it. It'd be very explosive.
0: Private FM doesn't have the luxury in India. Government does not allow you to talk about sex, politics, and religion on private FM. It's not even talked about on the government channel for that matter. It's a tough one though, because especially with politics and with mass mediums, I will hold my silence and I'm okay with that. I will not give you my political opinion because the day I give you my opinion, as much as I think it's right, the guy who holds the opposite opinion also has his right to say the same thing. So I'm willing to hold my silence so that an idiot doesn't have to, you know, not (laughs) keep (laughs) his. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the way radio functions with no sex, no politics, and no religion. I'm okay with it.
1: No, I want more. Because that is such an important part of our life, right? All these three. Religion, I understand. I don't want to talk about religion, but certainly sex and politics, it's part of our day-to-day life. We should and must discuss it. And I think it'll take a conversation to a whole new level, it'll be violent, but it'll not be like the TV channels.
0: No, that's the thing, right? So I no, like today, how many presenters are in every city? There's top 30 radio jockeys in every city. Even if there are four or five radio stations into like four or five time bands. Now you are those 30 most lucky, coveted. The reason why we do get the little bit of bow we get is because in an entire city there's only 30 of us and it's amazing to find 30 people who would have the heft, the intelligence and the maturity to hold conversations about sex and politics and religion. I
1: don't think we're ready.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't think we're ready. That's why I said it's a wish. It's a wish.
1: <laughs> what is the one thing You wish you could do on air, but you're not allowed to.
0: You would like to talk about sex politics and religion.
1: By the way, just to let you guys know that imagine if you break the broadcasting rules is the first thing that you're, as soon as you get your radio job and you're thinking you're going to entertain the city, what do they do? They scare the living daylights out of you. If you break the broadcasting rule, what happens, Rohini?
0: Oh, you get a notice served. Your radio station may or may not take your side. They'll bench you, which is like they'll put you off the air for a couple of months without a salary. And then, uh, yeah, it's too much. So you don't break broadcasting code for sure. So, yeah, we've never really abused on air. Never. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that I would have wanted to do that I have not done already. Because that to me is the worst way to live. You know, to want to do something and not be able to do it. I have done everything I wanted to do. You imagine it, I've done it. Okay? So have we shaved men's chests on radio? We've done it. Have we got people tattoos because we wanted to send them to South Africa to watch the IPL game? We've done it. That boy is still roaming around with one tattoo somewhere. It's a real tattoo. Have we shaved people's head? We've done it. Have we shaved people's eyebrows? We've done it. There's a lot of shaving as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> have we made them drink water in which socks were dipped for two days? Yes. Have we made them make aloo parathas in the studio? Yes. Have we put them on hot air balloons and let them go? Yes. Have we taken a flight full of passengers and listeners from Singapore to India to Seed Taj Mahal? Yes. So we've done everything. yeah. Right? And I think that that's the beauty of this medium, right? There are so many things that you can do on the radio because you have so little and you've always had so less. So when you don't have enough, you improvise and that's where you take off. So I think that this medium has truly given me the chance to do everything I have ever dreamt, thought or, you know, considered.
1: Yeah, I agree. Did we light up an entire bridge and cheer for CSK and go viral? Yes. Exactly. You know, have we sent people to go and watch the World Cup? But we didn't get tickets, by the way. RG's were not given (laughs) tickets. (laughs) Listeners were given tickets. Did that happen? Yes. 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 Did we give away like fridge AC, everything to everybody that your house actually needs? Have you given it to somebody else? Yes.
0: Suddenly, this has become a very depressing uh, episode. (laughs) Because we realize we have given more than we received. No, but we've received a lot of love. I mean, we've gotten so much love. So, yeah, thank you. Radio, thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's an honor. So, thank you to Radio.
0: Thanks, Anu. It was so nice getting to know you through this.
1: Thank you, Super Rohini. Wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much.